Welcome to the Early Stages Podcast, where we talk to makers early on in their journey of creating something new. Each episode, we dive into how they identified the opportunity they're trying to seize, how they came up with the idea they're building, and stories about their journey so far. For this episode, I have a conversation with Brian, who's working on a really interesting and unique platform called Anthem. We talk about who he and his team are building Anthem for, teams that are operating with some level of geographic distribution. The opportunity that they're working on and how they identified it. Wow. Uh, We spend one day a month with one another and look what we've been able to achieve in terms of trusting relationships and this level of connectivity that we have. What if we took a process like this, made it very accessible? What Anthem actually is today? Team connection and new hire onboarding platform some of the experiences he's had along his journey so far. That is so rewarding. It really is. It's so cool. This week on the podcast, we have Brian from Anthem here. Thanks for joining me, Brian. You bet, Jackson. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. And how we always start out is asking you, what are you building in one sentence? Uh, The team at Anthem is building a team connection and new hire onboarding platform uh, designed specifically for teams that are operating uh, in a distributed uh, or remote first capacity. I work completely remote with my job, right? And I've done that with multiple jobs in the past, right? And that's definitely a pain point I've run into. So I'm super excited to dive deeper into that because that's definitely a problem that I've experienced personally and I know a ton of people that have. Um, But before we dive into that, um, how do you like identify yourself even like outside of Anthem? What do you like call yourself? Are you a a founder, a maker, a engineer? Like what kind of titles do you? Uh, I mean, the titles that I, that I am most proud of in my life is that of a father and a husband. Uh, so really focusing on my humanity first. Um, yeah. I'm, of course, a son, a brother, uh, and, and hold a, a handful of other uh, titles in my life uh, that just is what makes my life so enriching. Um, as it relates to my career... Um, God, I never really thought about that. I suppose if I, uh, you know, use the gift of hindsight and look back at everything I've done, uh, I have always been in some form of business development, relationship development, uh, leading teams, particularly sales and client facing type teams, uh, and have had the good fortune of having some leadership positions along the way. Uh, the technology side of the business, uh, I, you know, I know how to use it, but that is not my forte. Thankfully, I've been surrounded by great people like my co-founder, Jeremy, who understands all of the behind the scenes so that I can go do uh, what I do with clients and potential partners and things out front where he can uh, take care of the back of the house. So hopefully that answers your question. No, that totally does. And yeah, looking at you online, like on Twitter and on LinkedIn, yeah, it looked like a lot of your history was was recruiting and teams and leadership, right? Which I think can go overlooked a lot, right? The team dynamics, if they're not working well, like not only does it like make operations run better, but just the happiness of employees. Like if the team is running smoothly and everything there, 
is going well, just the happiness and the enjoyment that employees have. And that definitely spreads out beyond work, right? If you have a good, like healthy work life that just spreads into the other relationships and the other responsibilities that you have, right? Like that you started with at the beginning. I think that's a really noble and important thing to focus on for companies, not just focusing on the business, but if you can create a good environment for employees, that's such a rich blessing to have in your life. If you can have that type of environment. No question about it. You know, certainly as adults, as we think about how we spend our precious 24 hours every day, you know, with the exception of eating and sleeping and working out and exercising and some of the, the other things that we might do to fill our downtime, we spend the majority of our time at work. And given just the sheer number of hours that we spend with people that we call teammates or colleagues or coworkers, whatever label we might give them, to have really meaningful interactions, connections, relationships, levels of trust, levels of uh, overall connection, uh, it adds so much joy to our lives uh, when that's present and to the point you made. When you leave work, whether that's mentally disconnecting from the desk that's in your home or physically leaving an office to go home to whomever you might go home to, uh, if you are leaving feeling fulfilled, feeling connected, feeling good, then yeah, that's absolutely going to spread into, or at least have the opportunity to spread into every other aspect of your life. Whereas if you disconnect or leave and just feel deflated or uh, diminished, um, you know, not feeling like you enjoy the people you work with. Yeah. It's going to have an impact. It's going to have a ripple effect. So, uh, yeah, I think it's really, really important. And, and of course I'm a little bit biased, uh, <laughs> given, given what I do, but yeah. That's incredible. So we've already talked around this a little bit, but who is Anthem for? Like, how do you guys talk about it? And how do you focus in on who the platform is for. Yeah. So the way we really think about it is it's focused, like we, we sell directly to team leaders. Uh, we want to work with those leaders, whether it's a sales team, a technology team, a finance team, a customer service team, it doesn't matter what the function is, but there are those leaders out there who really believe what we believe that part of their responsibility, in addition to delivering uh, outcomes uh, to, to move the business forward, they realize that if they can help their teams really build meaningful relationships, deeper levels of trust, that the probability of them being able to deliver those outcomes will go up. And so those leaders out there uh, from time to time uh, are looking for ways to build those deeper levels of connections and trust within their team. And that's who we want to work with. And what's really cool is when we've had opportunities to work with those team leaders, it is pretty common that that leader has a peer group uh, of other leaders inside the company. And so they will then share with uh, the folks that they uh, are connected with about the Anthem experience. And it really helps us to grow and leverage, you know, that uh, client referral network, if you will, that organic sort of grassroots approach uh, to helping spread. You know, beyond that, Jackson, uh, again, as I mentioned at the beginning, you know, teams that are operating with some level of geographic distribution where the teammates may not be physically interacting with one another multiple times a week, may not be in the same city. Heck, they might be fully remote. 
Uh, but as you know, certainly I, I think the explosive growth in remote and geographically distributed teams uh, has happened over the last handful of years. With all the positive upsides, there are certainly a variety of downside consequences. And one of those is it becomes a bit more difficult to build meaningful relationships and connections when you're scheduled from you know, video meeting to video meeting. And so the teams out there that are operating with uh, a geographic distribution or fully remote, uh, those are the types of teams that we want to work with. Yeah. Having the comparison of working in person versus completely remote at different companies, there's definitely that gap, right? There's there's a different type of relationship I have with coworkers when I'm fully remote versus in person. And we're aware of it, right? And we talk about it, but it's just so hard when you're not physically there to, to create these like organic ways to connect with each other. Yeah, those magic moments um, of bumping into somebody in the hallway or having an opportunity to chit chat with someone in a conference room because you got there early before the meeting started or stayed a few minutes afterwards or grabbing coffee or heading out to lunch or walking to and from the parking garage, you know, just all of those what might seem like completely insignificant moments oftentimes are the times when you're building uh, you know, really meaningful connections. Cause I don't know, there's something about those brief and sometimes fleeting moments where people tend to have their guard down or, or, uh, you know, uh, feel like they're allowed to be more of who they are, not just operate in the, in a sense of the role that they play at the company. So, uh, when you're not, when you don't have that, uh, you know, ability to take advantage of those moments. Well, how do you do it? How do you do it online? How do you do it virtually? How do you do it remotely? And that's the gap that we are certainly trying to fill. And listen, I'm not advocating that teams should be remote or should be geographically distributed. I, that's not my decision to make. The decision is, uh, it, or, or where we fit in is for companies who have chosen to make that decision and still recognize and want to do everything they can to have a really thriving culture built on relationships and connections. That's where we want to be able to plug in and help them achieve that. Yeah, there's so many different ways to structure companies now, and I'm sure there's just going to be even more, right? And so it's awesome that you guys are creating a platform to help, like to help cover that gap. Yep. And so it sounds like you guys are trying to create a platform to help coworkers make more meaningful relationships. And how did you identify this opportunity to build a platform uh, to do this? Well, so the, the, the genesis of Anthem came from an experience that I and my co-founder had together through a peer forum uh, called the Entrepreneurs Organization. And for those that are not familiar with EO, uh, it is a group, it's a voluntary group you 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 join. Uh, there's some requirements that you need to meet in order to, uh, to join, but uh, you join and then you get placed into a group, uh, which is referred to as a forum of, you'll call it a dozen folks. And the idea behind it is you meet monthly and there's a very structured way that the forums operate. And during those monthly meetings, uh, the goal is to take advantage of these other folks who are also entrepreneurs that are building businesses to help you identify blind spots, work through your challenges. Uh, and oftentimes, some of the best forums end up really 
focused on the personal challenges in our lives. You know, the idea behind it is business oriented, but to the point we were chatting about earlier, you know, if your personal life is in shambles, it's hard to be a great business leader. And if your business life is in shambles, it's hard to be a great, whatever your jobs are outside of work. And so this blending of our personal and professional personas comes together. And so uh, with that as a bit of a backdrop, one of the most important aspects of a successful forum is to develop this deeper level of vulnerability-based trust, really getting to know people for who they are, not just their professional persona. And one of the ways that forums do that is through an experience called the Lifeline Exercise, where everybody is invited to take a trip down the memory lane of their life from as early as they can remember and map out essentially their life's hero's journey, you know, the ups, the downs, the, the impactful, monumental, significant moments, both celebratory and happy in nature, as well as those that have been very challenging or tragic. And doing that, uh, if you really take that process seriously, you learn a tremendous amount about the journey people traveled to the you know, present moment. And it opens up an opportunity to build really, really powerful relationships because people take their armor off and just allow you to see who they really are as a person. And it helps you as someone that is on the journey with them just understand and, and at least have the opportunity to appreciate why they are the way they are. And so through that experience, our forum developed this unbelievable level of, of trust. And so the question became, wow, uh, we spend one day a month with one another and look what we've been able to achieve in terms of trusting relationships and this level of connectivity that we have. What if we took a process like this, made it very accessible and brought it to the corporate workplace? What could we do to help people that are spending almost every day together uh, working towards a common goal? What could we do to help them build deeper relationships, deeper levels of trust? And that's kind of that, that not kind of, that is the kernel of where uh, Anthem emerged from. And, you know, here we are almost four years after, uh, after that. That's incredible. Yeah. That's a super powerful insight that you guys found there and being able to democratize that and give that to as many people as possible. Like I want that. Right. So super excited to dive into it more. But before we dive into the the details of Anthem, just a couple more questions is, we know that this is a problem, especially with remote teams, right? Like people know that this like deeper connection, like with your coworkers is a problem. What currently exists and why aren't they bridging that gap? I mean, I think, you know, at least for me, uh, having been in the workforce, uh, having a few laps around the workforce uh, lap uh, or track, I'll say, um, the workplace for the majority of my career was treated very transactionally, meaning I as an employee was expected to bring my gifts, my talents, my expertise, my experience to do a job. And in exchange for that, I was given a paycheck and benefits and hopefully a great working environment and a safe place to work and all that um, that goes along with it. And whether or not I was building really meaningful relationships with my colleagues to do better work wasn't seen as a high priority. And 
I think because of that transactional nature, and I'm not arguing that we shouldn't have the transaction there. Of course, the transaction still exists. You know, if you're being hired as an employee, you're expected to do a job and do it really, really well, take care of your clients, your customers, whomever it is you're there to serve. And in exchange for that, you should be compensated fairly for what you do. So the transaction's still there and it needs to be there. And that doesn't have to live in isolation, meaning there's no reason that a relational opportunity can't also be present. And as the data has continued to pour in, you know, year after year after year, uh, why would we not also prioritize those relationships and that relational component in our cultures because of the benefits that it offers, not only to the work product, but also to us as individuals and that ripple effect into our personal lives, as we talked about in the beginning. And so I think it's just a matter of some older school habitual ways in which the workplace has traditionally operated and we're evolving. And so part of this, I think, is just timing and old habits die hard and all of the cliches that we could throw at it. Um, so it's an exciting time. It's very new. Uh, and so I think a lot of organizations, a lot of teams, a lot of leaders are figuring out that, wow, this, this soft stuff, which really isn't all that soft, that's actually really, really hard. Building relationships is hard to do. Building trust is hard to do. Building compassion, building empathy. Uh, these are lifelong pursuits that require constant attention. And I think we are in the midst of that evolution, realizing that, this stuff actually really does matter and we need to prioritize it. So that's my take on the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think I'm uh, ho hopefully in the ballpark. Yeah, I think you are. Yeah, that all of the things that you said right there really resonate with me. And you can tell even just by listening to you that you really care about this stuff, right? You're really passionate about it and creating a business and putting forth all this effort is no small commitment, right? So why do you care? Why did you decide to put so much time and energy into this specific opportunity? I, you know, as silly as it might sound, I just, I really enjoy learning about what makes people tick. Um, I'm really curious. Uh, I love to ask questions. I love to get to know people. And the people side of the business is the side of the business that has always fascinated me. Well, I shouldn't say always. The first uh, five or so years of my career before I had really any clue, uh, I, I, that wasn't where I was spending my time. But I was really, really fortunate uh, to have spent the last now 23 years focused on, as you uh, pointed out, kind of the recruiting side and understanding culture and values and what makes a great employer a great employer? You know, what's the brand that they're trying to build? And at the end of the day, my belief and my bias is that it is uh, very much focused on the people. And if you can bring in the right people, not only those that have the skills and the abilities to do the job, but those that really want to build meaningful connections and do something recognizing that you can go much, much further with a, the right group of people, uh, that's just what's... That, that's what excites me. Uh, the X's and O's and some of the other, um, uh, other, I guess the other aspects of business, those are the things that, that they clearly matter. Uh, but I think what I'm better at is the people side. So just choosing the focus where, uh, you know, internally, it, it, I feel like I light up. Yeah. 
with that focus, let's dive into what Anthem is and how people use it, right? So at a high level, what is Anthem? How does it exist today in its current form? Yeah, so at its core, it's a connection platform and it, it uses uh, this really unique and I think incredibly powerful recipe of life memories, stories, experiences, periods of our lives that people can reflect on and then catalog. And as part of that, to help everybody connect with those experiences, as well as give people an opportunity when wanting to share those experiences, we use inspirational media like music and books and movies and television shows and other things that most people have consumed throughout their lives that they can use as kind of like milestone markers or timeline markers of, oh, when I was this age, this was the music I was listening to. And when I listen to it conjures up these memories or every day when I came home from school as a kid, when I was 11 years old and I was, you know, excited to have my afternoon snack at three 45, I would turn on the TV and the Brady bunch was on or whatever it was, as you know, it's part of your life. And so these media, uh, this, this media that we've consumed throughout our lives, the books we've read, the songs we've listened to the movies that we watched, uh, are really, they're universal and it allows people to reconnect with moments, stories, experiences, periods of their lives. And so by combining that uh, and giving people an opportunity to reflect on those uh, media sources, as well as the memories that they are connected to, uh, we're able to then help people, you know, kind of hit the pause button in their own life think about some of the things that have been very significant for them in terms of memories and experiences. And then when we bring teams together, we invite them to uh, engage in a sharing experience. And those shares, uh, what's cool about it is because the recipe has both the media side and then the experience story side. You give people the opportunity to go through whichever door makes the most sense. There are people like me that love sharing life memories with others. And then there are other people that that might be a little bit scary. So they're very happy or find it much easier to share a band that was a big part of their high school experience because music's an easy thing to talk about, for example. And as you get started talking about that, it's really easy to find yourself then sharing the memories, the stories, the experiences of high school that that band conjures up for you. So by giving people multiple sort of starting points or bridges to cross, it creates this really wonderful opportunity for both uh, outgoing, gregarious people like myself, as well as people that might be a bit more shy and reserved, a door from which to go through and begin engaging in this kind of a really cool connection building experience. It sounds like when you're first onboarded onto the platform, it prompts you to think back through your life and document the type of media and maybe some memories through your life. And then you have this, these things documented. Yep. And then next, is it then like a call that people get on and they share those things or is it like async or? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's meant to be synchronous. And so the technology is there, you, you hit the nail on the head. So it's essentially a two part experience. Part one is an individual self-reflection exercise where you, you log onto the platform, you're prompted through a journey, uh, down your life's memory lane. 
Uh, our introductory experience uh, is referred to as the five memory soundtrack. So hopefully the name of it uh, certainly shed some light on what it is. Yeah. You are cataloging five memories from your life, whatever you want, and then the five songs that correspond to those memories. And for folks that you know have a little bit of a challenge getting started, we have a guided journey. So we'll prompt them through uh, you know some very common sort of milestone, life milestone experiences. Uh, but a lot of folks take the more freestyle uh, experience where they don't need a prompt. You know, you give them an opportunity to talk about five lifetime memories and the songs that represent them. And, you know, boom, that's like, well, I, could, I, I need to do more than five. Even I can only do five. Well, you can do as many as you want. But that first experience is uh, uh, called the five memory soundtrack. And then uh, to answer your question, uh, we will bring the team together, whether it's done through Zoom or video or or in person. Uh, I think in person's great when you can do it. Yeah. Uh, and we will help facilitate a story and media sharing experience that just allows people to kind of take off their work persona and just be who they are and connect with their teammates and learn about uh, learn more about them through both the stories and the media that's been a part of their life. Yeah, that sounds like a really like fun and probably like a deep experience, especially for people. If you're new to a team, you get to know a lot of deep and meaningful things about people really quickly. You can absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it can it can happen fast. It can happen really fast. What's cool is like, you know, you get let's say you're a team of uh, 20 people. Uh, and you, you, we, we would take that, that's a pretty big group. So we would want to separate them into smaller groups. So we'd put them in a group of like four or five people and, you know, give them some guidance. And what's really cool is, as they're engaging in that smaller group, you know, the serendipity and the magic from those conversations, it can never be scripted. Like you just don't know what's going to emerge, but every time we've done it, wonderful things have emerged. Whereas it's like, oh my God, Jackson, I had no idea that you, when you were 11, you were on a soccer team and scored a hat trick. And oh my God, I was a big soccer player as a kid. Or uh, I had no idea that, you know, you were a Michael Jackson fanatic uh, and still are. I love Michael Jackson. And, you know, so it just it's these really accessible nuggets of commonalities that if you don't know that they're there, you don't know that you can connect on them. And so how do you help sort of like bring that to life in the most inclusive, fun, powerful way? And that's what we're, that's what we're working on. Yeah, that's incredible. So it sounds like Anthem is two part where it's one, it's a technology platform that facilitates the gathering and the actual ritual. And then the second part is the actual, you guys come in and facilitate the, the actual meeting and the actual ritual of playing out those memories, right? Yeah. And so it sounds like Anthem, it's not a platform that like, oh, you're supposed to update this every day or every week. It sounds like these are events that happen for a team, right? And so how often do you recommend or how often do people usually do these events? Yeah, so that's really up to every team. From a recommendation standpoint, uh, this is my bias. I think connection is critical and, and it's a muscle that needs to be exercised just like uh, all of the other muscles that we exercise. So uh, I the, the platform can be used in really bite-sized, like five to 10 minute connection experiences or a more elaborate, you know, hour to an hour and a half type experience. 
you know, for the bite size, you know, a lot of teams do a weekly standup or a huddle of some kind. And oftentimes, you know, there will be a quick check-in process at those meetings. And a team leader might go Google, like, what's a great question I can ask the team this week? Or whatever that they might do to find something to use as a check-in process. Well, you can use Anthem for that. Like, we have a library of these quick, bite-sized connection experiences that can be used for a check-in process. And... If you want to do something a bit longer on a monthly basis or on a quarterly basis, we have a library for that as well. So it's uh, it's hard for me to prescribe to a team what they should do. That's not my job. Our job is simply to make available for them uh, what they might need for the cadence and the consistency or the frequency of how often they want to prioritize having some sort of a connected experience so that their teams can continually build more meaningful relationships with one another. That's awesome. And then we don't need to facilitate those. Uh, just, I, I want to make one, one quick point. Yeah. Us coming in to facilitate, whether it's a virtual experience or an in-person experience, you know, we're happy to do it. However, we would much rather do it once give the team leader sort of the blueprint of how this works and then set them free, let them go self-facilitate on their own so that they don't have to rely on us uh, to come in and do that. Let them, we give them the keys to the car and let them do it. So it sounds like Anthem really is this toolbox for like coworker connections, right? So it's, yeah. there's these bite-sized ones all the way up to these, what is the longest experience, right? Is it hours? Is it like a day, could you do it for an offsite or? You could totally, day? yeah. You, I've done, I've, I have facilitated uh, executive team or leadership team offsites where, you know, this is, could be a four to five hour experience where, you know, you've got an exec team of eight people, seven people, whatever the number is. And one of the things that the CEO and the leadership team really believes is that they've got to build more trust within their group so that it trickles down into the rest of the organization. And so, uh, ex exec leadership retreats are a great place to do this and really stretch it out and, you know, tune in and really learn like, who are these other leaders that I am working with to set the tone for this organization? And, you know, there are those leaders out there that really get it. They believe that, wow, if we really build deep, meaningful relationships with one another, not that we're going to be best friends, that doesn't have to be the case but that we're really going to understand and appreciate who we are leading with, that has a really positive potential to ripple throughout the rest of the organization. So those experiences can be a half day to a day long, depending upon, you know, what, what do they want to do? What do they want to accomplish? Yeah. yeah. That's incredible that it has that flexibility and that versatility to be able yep. to fit into everybody's like, work environment, right? Which I guess it sounds obvious now when you say that, right? Because every work environment is going to be different and unique and you need to have tools that fit into everybody's um, work style. And with these events and with these small tools that you are giving to teams, what impact have you seen on the teams that have been using Anthem? Yeah, I mean, it shows up in, you know, a couple of different ways. One is just the sheer sort of like joy and spirit that we see on their faces after we have an opportunity to facilitate an experience. So kind of like that intangible, like, wow, I've been working with Jackson for the past five years and I just learned more about him in the last half hour 
than I have in five years of knowing them. And there's just a lot. It is such a rewarding feeling for us to see that. And then as you uh, kind of move away from some of the intangible into the tangible, you see engagement levels go up. You see productivity levels go up. You see retention stay higher than what it might be. Uh, so it can show up in those other business metrics that the team is measuring on their side of the fence. It sounds like you guys are still early, but you have some, like you have a lot of good experience already underneath your belt. And when you first had that insight of, oh, we meet with this group only one time a month, but we feel like we know each other so well. From that point, how did you imagine like this company and this platform, how it was going to like come to fruition and how <laughs> has that deviated from that expectation? Yeah, good Lord. Um, uh, in many ways, I, I still feel like, and I think uh, my co-founder Jeremy would agree that we're still like a couple of uh, you know technicians in the lab running the experiment. We really are. Uh, this idea of giving teams an opportunity to be more human, to share more about who they are, the life journey that they've been on, is still, it's, I, I'm not going to say it's a very popular concept. It's foreign to a lot of people who look at work as work and that's separate from life. And I'm not saying that's wrong. That's just not the way I operate. And the people who tend to gravitate to what we're doing also don't operate that way. Um, so we launched this as an experiment with this uh, workshop style offering. Uh, we had no idea where it was going to go from there. Where, it, where What has emerged is this library of these connection experiences that I referred to a few moments ago that can be consumed in you know short little bite-sized check-in process to long, elaborate uh, executive retreat experiences. And so creating that library uh, was something that came from client feedback and them wanting to engage and do something more often uh, than just a one-time experience. The new hire onboarding tool is something that uh, we certainly didn't envision from the get-go. Uh, and yet here we are, where if you're hiring people, and especially if you're hiring them remotely, you're doing all your interviews through video and they're going to show up on their first day sitting at their desk in their home, uh, they haven't had an opportunity to build relationships with anybody really yet. So how do we help that new individual, the new hire, build a really meaningful connection with their their manager, and then how do we help that new hire begin to integrate and build relationships and assimilate to the team? Uh, so that's exciting. Never would have imagined that. Uh, and you, the the especially over the last year or so, with the explosion of what's happening in AI, you know, how can we take this really interesting insight that we're learning about people uh, and begin to make some uh, inferences about? ways that they might want to be recognized and appreciated. Uh, so I think there's some really interesting things that we're sort of scratching the surface on right now to see, you know, what else with this unique data set of autobiographical memories and stories that have a media tag, whether it's a song or a book or a movie, that's a really interesting set of data. So what what else can we do with that that can help further our purpose of wanting to bring people closer together? And that might not be in the workplace. Maybe there are other venues where 
building deeper, more meaningful relationships is core to a group of people accomplishing a goal. Maybe it's a group of students. Maybe it's a nonprofit board. Maybe it's a group at a church, like uh, you know the single dads group or the single moms group, right? You, you could begin to think about all these affinity groups, people who are gathering, they have some, some sort of thread in common, yet they don't know each other, or at least not super well. Where can we use this recipe of life stories, memories, experiences, and media to help them build more meaningful connections and bring them closer together. I'm really, I'm super curious of where else this can live and where it wants to go. Yeah, that is really fun and interesting to think about the different contexts that connection could empower. And do you guys have next steps? Do you have a vision of where you want it to be in five years or how do you think about the future? Yeah, I, it's hard for me to think about five years down the road. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a hard time about thinking, you know, uh, I mean, I can't believe 2023 is almost over. Yeah. Uh, you know, we want to stay focused right now on the core product and continue to, to focus on the workplace. And as we're doing that, of course, we want to keep at least part of uh, an eye on well, where else are there opportunities to leverage this this unique recipe? So it's kind of a, a, a it's, it's a both and. Yeah, yeah. And what are those next steps that you have for the workplace product that you're developing? Yeah, so we're really playing around a lot with uh, you know using uh, the Chat GPT, the Open AI, some of the other tools, the Anthropic and Claude, and some of these other uh, Open AI type tools or uh, the GPT tools out there uh, to, you know, play around with our data set. Like what else through, you know, hopefully smart prompt engineering, what else can we do with the data that can create additional products or services that can be really, really valuable. So that's, that's a lot of what we're playing with right now. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see where it goes. And this journey sounds like you've had a lot of twists and you've had a lot of turns and what are some of the ups and downs that you've experienced with working? On I mean, that? the ups, yeah, the ups are going to be for, for me, at least personally, given so much of being on the front end and working with our clients and their teams is just seeing the impact that this has. It is so rewarding. It really is. It's so cool. Uh, the downs, I mean, holy cow. I mean, building a business is just painfully difficult. It's lonely, uh, a tremendous amount of rejection. Raising money has been um, so difficult. You know, what we're building and certainly at the stage that we're at being so early, uh, you know, there's obviously a tremendous amount of risk to it. And, you know, the number of no's that you have to go through to get to a yes uh, from a fundraising perspective is uh, certainly not for the faint of heart. And there are days and weeks where it's just like, oh my God, this is, we're just never going to make it. And yet you just got to keep pushing. Yeah. 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 There's definitely a lot of, when you're creating something new, especially in the early stages, there's a million things that come at you that you never could have planned for you never envisioned i'm sure a lot of those have stacked up yep with you guys as well oh yeah well brian thank you so much i've had a ton of fun being able to get to know you get to know anthem and i really do think it is like super impactful what you guys are doing right like we talked about before the connections that you have in the workplace 
like they affect your whole life, right? And so being able to give tools to make it easier for people, um, I want to use them. Right? Like I want to use them like now with the teams that I work with. So it's been super incredible to hear this new idea. And I hope, I hope it catches on and I'm super excited to follow along. And where can people find you? Where can people follow along and learn more about you and Anthem? Yeah, I mean the the I mean of course our website which is anthem.life and anthem is spelled a little unique it's a n t h y m as opposed to the the proper dictionary spelling. Um and then the the extension is .life as opposed to .com or .org or .net or some of the other more popular ones. So anthem.life uh and then you can find us on LinkedIn, you can find us on Twitter. Um, we have a podcast of our own called riffing on life. Uh, so you could follow that along as well. Um, yeah, those are the, certainly the, I would, I would say the most popular places and we'd love to have you on board Jackson. So anytime you and the folks that you work with, uh, by all means, we'd, we'd, we'd love to do something with your group. Perfect. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for joining and we'll talk soon. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. Next week on the Early Stages podcast, the conversation for this episode is a great one. I talked with Davey, who's building Plexus, and it really will give you some new ideas and new ways to think about the possibilities of how we can connect with one another through the internet. Like always, we talk about who Davey and his co-founder are building for. 20-something-year-olds who are really thoughtful, maybe have just moved to big cities, maybe post-college. The opportunity that they're trying to take advantage of. We're making a social network where people connect through mutual thoughts, not mutual friends. How Plexus exists in its current form today. You speak about something that matters to you, and then you receive back a chorus of voices from real humans who have recorded voices in Plexus before. And some stories from his journey so far. You're listening to other human voices. Like, we sound like aliens, you know, but like, it's sort of what the like world of digital networks has propelled us to do.